Hey everyone, welcome to the Americana Station podcast. My name is Will Payne Harrison and I am your host. Today we have a great show with some uh, very talented women from Florida who just moved to Nashville. Uh, we'll talk about them in a minute. Uh, what has been going on in the world of Americana and the music scene in general? Well, uh, I recently put my gumbo recipe on NashvilleNoise.com. Uh, along with a gumbo playlist, so you can listen to some good old Louisiana music and cook you some gumbo and um, and put your thoughts and prayers towards Louisiana, especially Lake Charles and East Texas, um, as uh, they rebuild from Hurricane Laura. But yeah, go to NashvilleNoise.com, and uh, it should be on the front page, but you can look up Will Payne Harrison gumbo recipe, and uh, all my secrets have been revealed uh, it's really the only reason I have friends. I usually can get, uh, a lot of people to my house for parties whenever I say that I'm cooking gumbo, but I kind of blew that one ace up my sleeve now. So you can make gumbo the way that I make it by visiting NashvilleNoise.com. Um, so Record Store Day is doing some more stuff since it's kind of been a flop this year and record stores make a lot of profit on record store day. It's what keeps a lot of these records open. So, uh, be sure to check out your local record store while they're suffering, uh, listen to and purchase some of these records. I know that the Dan Berries who are recently on the podcast, their vinyl record is at Grimey's, uh, as well as a lot of other spots here in Nashville. Um, I know that my friend dirt Reynolds is about to come out with a vinyl record in a couple of weeks. And uh, there's just there's a lot of local musicians that you can help support as well as supporting the lo- uh, local record stores in your area um, during this time. Today on uh, Twitter, I asked, what was an artist or band that you really can't stand, but everybody flips their lid whenever you tell them who it is? And uh, I got some interesting responses today. Uh, Steve Cook said the Eagles, which I very much disagree with. But, um, you know, I said I applaud his vulnerability and honesty because how can you hate one of the greatest bands of all time? Um, the Danbury said Springsteen, which which is also, you know, a little wild. But uh, I said as long as it's not Tom Petty, that's okay. India Ramey, she would not tell me. She said that uh, the mob would run her out of town, so uh, you'll have to ask her personally. <laughs> um, and we also had uh, Jason. He's uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Jordan. Uh, that's at Chiku Slim. He told me uh, Rush, which I can agree with. You know, honestly, I have to be completely honest. The, the guys who do that uh, "Sailing Away" song, I can't think of their name right now, is probably one of the the bands that I dislike the most out of all those like prog rock seventies bands more than rush rush is okay. Um, and, uh, Lauren, Nicole, Lauren Wagner said, Billie Eilish. She doesn't like whisper artists. I said, Marty Robbins. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to admit it here first. I just don't like his crooner style of, country it's just if if it's on a uh i usually when you know you put on a throwback country uh playlist on your favorite streaming platform and uh, marty robbins comes on i I guarantee i'm gonna skip the song and that just blows people's minds uh so sorry that's mine uh sound off on my twitter it's at will p harrison and let me know um what you think and make sure you follow. I just, uh, I'm slowly trying to update. I just, uh, it's hard for me to do the uh, Americana Station Twitter, but it's at Americana Station. So there's no A in it. So just at Americana Station. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Will Payne Harrison, my full name. And I'm also on Facebook. It's uh, slash the Will Payne Harrison. We got some uh, some good stuff coming up on the podcast. I've got EG Vines coming. I got some more people that I'm uh, working with to get on the podcast soon. So make sure that you click subscribe. Uh, leave me a leave me a little rate and review. That would really help out the podcast a lot if you haven't yet. Uh, I, I know it takes a few minutes, but here in quarantine, when you're probably looking for things to do because you're so bored. 
Um, your kindness of leaving me a good review uh, does not go unnoticed, and it is very appreciated. As I'm doing this podcast for you free of charge, no money, and uh, I really do appreciate that uh, any positive review I can get so we can get those numbers up in the podcast platform. Shout out to Americana Highways and the Backroads playlist that I am doing. If you aren't following that, you should go follow that. Um, it is going to be up and coming stuff. We, you know, we got like Paul Cawthon and Rustin Kelly on there. We've got some people like Dirt Reynolds and, uh, people maybe you don't necessarily know, you know, we've had the Danbury's on there. Um, Mona Lisa tribe has been on the playlist. You get to hear people that are on this podcast that you don't quite know yet. You get to hear people that maybe you missed. Oh shoot. Rustin Kelly has a new record. I love that guy. Um, and it's it's just it's a great tool to uh, listen to new music and then dive into their new albums. So make sure you follow the Americana Highways Backroads playlist. Make sure you check out NashvilleNoise.com for my gumbo recipe. Um, and if you didn't know and you've ever heard of Oklahoma Reviews, they have just rebranded. They're called the Amp blog now. So go check out the Amp, which is Oklahoma, formerly Oklahoma Reviews that uh, Melissa Payne is doing over there. Um, help them get their numbers up as well. Let's support the Americana community. And uh, without further ado, we're going to get into Mona Lisa Tribe. You take it off like an airplane, baby. Don't say goodbye. Cause no one should look behind them when they're going so high. I just ask that you remember all the hard work and the time. Don't forget the reason you decided to fly. The Mona Lisa Tribe is a female fronted folk band that performs in South Florida. They recently moved to Nashville and they specialize in three part harmonies and writing original fun folk music with a modern twist. Often compared to the likes of Waylon Jennings, the Staves, and the Lumineers, with each member playing multiple instruments throughout the show. Where Florida has lost a great band, Nashville has gained one. So, without further ado, let's talk to Mona Lisa Tribe. Awesome. So, you were at um, Folkia? Yeah, I was at Folk, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. I I think what uh, made me remember, one of you guys plays cello, right? Am I wrong? Erin does. not. Um, she's actually in um, St. Louis. Louis right now. St. Louis. Okay, okay. And then somebody was playing flute or something like that. I remember y'all were switching a lot, and then I read your bio, and it said, oh, like, you switch, like, every song. And I was like, mm. man, I wonder if that was the... The, the uh, festival that you were talking about. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, none of us play flute, but I was playing melodica. Actually, technically, Izzy does play flute. We can bring that in. True. Into <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to have your flute now. Yeah. That's exciting. So how are you managing releasing this record in quarantine? What how what are like the some of the... Um, challenges that you've faced so far well I mean obviously not being able to perform and promote it like that uh, originally we were gonna have a, a big like show that I don't know either started the release or ended the release we hadn't even worked out the details yet and and then yeah COVID happened so I think that also sort of put us back a bit in the recording process um, but it turned out to be kind of good timing because, uh, I think as a, as like bands are right now, you have to just have stuff to promote online. And if you don't have enough online content, like it's, it's kind of tricky. So right. like it, it, the timing kind of worked out well that we have that things we have to release. Content. Yeah. Um, even though we don't get to. Play out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this initially was an EP, and then you just changed it into singles, or were you always planning on doing uh, single releases first? Always singles, okay. and uh, I think at the end of this, we're going to release an official EP with all of them on it. And what's the name of the EP going to be called? 
Oh my god, we don't even know. We actually haven't talked about that. Good question, though. (laughs) You got you got to have it lined up, right? So I guess let's start by uh, I guess introducing everyone and what you play or contribute to the band. That would be helpful for me. Um, I've been looking at your website and I couldn't. I didn't see any. Everyone looks different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Izzy. I'm the newest member of Melissa Tribe, and I sing and play guitar. Uh, I'm Tabitha, and I play guitar and sing and write a lot of the music. Uh, and I'm Caroline. I sing and play mandolin, guitar, tambourine. <laughs> Very important. Um, yeah, but kind of part of our thing is there's a lot of transient members so like if like you looked on our website and didn't recognize people yeah um there have been a couple people that have come through like tab and i started it a long time ago and a lot of people have filtered in and out since then um did you start it in south florida that's where you're from originally we did yep west palm beach west palm beach and how long were y'all in the scene there before you decided to take it to nashville Three years. So our first show was November 2016. Okay. And when we say show, I think it was November 2016. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I get that mixed up. Yeah. And that that was with me, Caroline, and another girl, Erin Thompson, now Erin something else. She moved to Hawaii and got married. (laughs) She did. So, yeah. R.I.P. (laughs) (laughs) and then uh we had uh other members come in and out sarah elkins is the one that was on the actually sarah just got married too um the thing is a lot of our members get married and then leave the band (laughs) and i I can't even remember all their last names the new last so izzy's already married i was married and i joined the band so we're cool with that (laughs) yeah that works out better so yeah, how did you originally meet when you started the band in uh, Florida? You want to say? We met at church. How did uh, you meet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we met at church. Uh, we were both on the same worship team. Um, yeah, I was, what was I? I was a freshman. Something like that. I was I a freshman in college. In college. Okay. Tabitha was old. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm like three and a half years older than Caroline. <laughs> she was graduated and done. Um, but yeah, and then we just, we were talking and just realized we both really wanted to start a girl band. So, Did you decide to move it here happened. together or separately? Oof. Kind like, of. That, like, a, as a, a loaded question. <laughs> well, definitely. I think definitely we all had the conversation at the same time together. But I don't think we're not dependent on Mona Lisa Tribe as like um, our sole dream. I don't think any of us, which is good because it lightens the burden for all of us and it keeps it fun and just something we want to do. But it's not like our livelihood and our lives are dependent on Mona Lisa Tribe. It's more like we're all musicians in our own way as well. And then, yeah, we each have like our own style and originals and stuff we're doing with band also so so you you all have your own solo careers kind of as well or working on it (laughs) she does she tabitha is classically trained pianist so she has her own career in that aspect yeah yeah i'm yeah i'm a professional musician uh but i'm not pursuing a solo artist career that's not really my passion Whereas Izzy and Caroline, that's more their passions, which is really cool. And then John also, like our bass player, side man, sound guy. guy. He's a (laughs) professional bass player. And so um, having him move up, he's also my roommate in Nashville. So having him move up is really cool. It just makes it feel like the band is more solidified and... um, in Nashville. So the only one who didn't move up was our drummer. <laughs> ah. We left Rip. him behind. <laughs> but yeah, it was a conversation we... Okay, wait. One of y'all tell the story about we John. Tell the story about John and Wait, what he said one? about Nashville. He so, was the original. Yeah, John 
Wagner, he runs his own company and he had a business trip up here, right? Yeah. And he said, you guys, I'm going to move to Nashville. Oh yeah. And I still have it in the group chat. And um, (laughs) And now he's the only one that didn't. (laughs) And then all of us were like, oh, we should move. We should move. And I was the only one who's like, oh no, I couldn't because I was in a relationship at the time. And then that ended and I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to move to Nashville. Like, why not? Like, this is uh, now or never. And then I knew Izzy was, no, at that time, Izzy, Izzy's husband wasn't stationed up in this area, but he could have been stationed anywhere. Then anywhere he, in the whole world. And yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. My, so my husband's in the military, so he could have been stationed anywhere. And um, we ended up getting stationed in Louisville, Kentucky, which is two and a half hours north of Nashville. And it all worked out. And then everyone decided to move to Nashville. Yeah, then Carolina's in a place. Well, you tell how you feel about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I also have a lot of friends up here. Um, there seems to be a, a lot of Florida, West Palm there people is. that move up here. Uh, yeah. We didn't all plan it, um, but we all ended up here around the same time. So a lot of people from, uh, I guess, where is that Tampa, where FSU is? Is that Tampa? Tallahassee. 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 Yeah. yeah. A lot of people from that area as well that I've met since I've been up Yeah, it's kind of funny. I kind of just run into people. I'm like, oh, we're all from Florida. Yeah. (laughs) We're all living in Nashville. Um, Yeah, that's wild. Um, It's wild that y'all are at the same festival too. Um, It was really good. It's interesting because I had the same sort of reaction when I saw you live as I did when I heard the uh, singles um, but I didn't even put two and two together. When I saw the band live in uh, Florida, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this is one of the best acts at this festival. And then when you sent me the tracks, the same thing. It's just really well produced. Who uh, produced each of the singles? Was it the same person? or? Yeah, Danny yep. Brunges, a friend okay. of ours in West Palm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Great. So not in Nashville. You you outsourced to back home. <laughs> well, we did all of it back home before we moved up here. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we we did all the recording. Um, Danny did all the producing and everything. Yeah, I moved up here. So. Yeah, so the um, I think his name is Stephen Shapiro um, mixed it, and then Sam Moses mastered it. And Sam Moses lives in Nashville. I'm not sure if you know him or not. I don't know. So how long have you guys been uh, here? Um, for me, two months. Okay, so you moved one month. During the pandemic, <laughs> you moved to Nashville. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> really good timing. It's a transitioning period, which is kind of good. Um, like releasing things during COVID is like, it's kind of what we can do. So it's been a benefit in that aspect. Um, yeah. Other than that, it kind of sucks because <laughs> Nashville's pretty much closed down. Yeah. How do you network when you can't go out and socialize? How? Dude, like literally how I met you, like (laughs) this through like Facebook, like we met through the uh, Facebook group. Yeah. And when me and John first moved up here, we did, it was still, it was um, in phase three, whether or not it should have (laughs) been. Right. That's still the question, but it was so at that point, there's a lot of live music stuff going on. So we, I had to network for maybe like two or three weeks before everything went back down. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. And I will say it was, it was really the perfect timing, not to say COVID was the perfect timing for anything, but if it had to have happened for us, this was the perfect timing because we were never sure that this would all work out, that us three would all end up being up here. Yeah. Um, like Caroline was a bit back and forth on what, what city she wanted to move in. We had no idea where Izzy's husband and her were going to be stationed. Um, and, you know, my mine and John's decision was kind of quick. So we were all, um, and then a, a former member, um, actually, Aaron decided to move to St. Louis. The Charlest. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and so we knew she wouldn't be able to really be in the band while, while we were in Florida. And then um, the girl, Sarah Elkins, who was with us, now Sarah Chapman. <laughs> She was with us for two years, so like a very solid member for us. She got married and moved about four hours away. So 
all of all of the members were kind of like getting married, possibly moving this and that. And we weren't even sure if we were going to be together by the end of the um, summer. Yeah, we right. thought we might be done. We had <laughs> we had, had a conversation and it wasn't like we were like, oh, we'll always stay together, but we'll probably just all live in different places. Maybe do a reunion year, a reunion show once a month, uh, once, once a, a year. year. <laughs> and and so it's crazy. It really sort of feels like something God orchestrated or something that, you know, we all ended up here and we're literally oh, in Nashville talking to you yeah. <laughs> about, um, you know, projects. And Izzy, whatnot. are you still in Louisville? You're just traveling to Nashville or? Yeah. I just came down from Louisville today to do the podcast with you. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, I, was, I feel very yeah. special. Yeah. <laughs> That's a drive. Three hours. That's not bad. She it's also bad. missed us. Yeah. yeah. I missed them. There's like nothing to do except pace back and forth and go to the park. Basically, pretty much. Yeah, take your dog for a walk. (laughs) (laughs) Do you do you miss uh, performing live? How has that been for you guys? Um, I do very much. So I don't think I really realized how much I missed it um, Mm -hmm. until like a week ago. Really? Yeah. When I came up and sang, Tabitha and John have a they have like a a weekly. Gig. gig thing she plays piano he plays bass um and i came and i got to go sing a song with them and then i was just like ugh, i miss this <laughs> yeah. i miss this so much and i didn't realize how much i missed it i think i was just really tired um by the time we all moved like when was our, our last gig like in march mm-hmm. yeah yeah we've been gigging a lot like a lot. And I was, I was very tired. So the couple months off were nice. Um, yeah. Just like on a personal level, it was nice to just have some time off, but yeah, I really do miss it. Yeah. I'm doing one that's like a hybrid. It's mostly a streaming show, uh, but it's at a theater in Georgia and there it's a very small amount of people that'll actually be able to come in. And they were like, is this okay? The money's not going to be great. And I was like, dude, I would pay you to let me play. Yeah. Like, yeah. seriously. <laughs> kind of at that point. <laughs> yeah. Which is sad, but like, it's kind of true. I yeah. do it for free at this point. Have yeah. you looked into streaming online? Have you done anything in that regard? Or are you just kind of waiting until uh, no. everything clears up to play? We did some stuff. Yeah, mostly because Izzy lives three hours away. Um, you know. And our thing is really Mona Lisa tribes defined by three part harmonies. So I think like we'll probably go live today at some point Mm -hmm. (laughs) just to like have something, you know, be going on and we're going to create content and everything while Izzy comes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we haven't done a ton of live streaming stuff because mostly because of that. And they, and she's in the middle of a move buying a house. (laughs) Yeah. Louisville's great. Their their music scene there is awesome, and they love folk music and stuff like that. So it's good to hear. I'm hoping to get us some shows up there once everything. Is yeah, yeah. Once yeah. everything calms down, or, mm-hmm. you know, if, if the venues stop shutting down and all that. Yeah, so, uh, that's what place, I've heard though about yeah. Louisville. So I'm it's excited to see everything. There's a place called uh, Mag Bar that I played. That's kind of cool. It's this like artsy punk rock type place it's probably not open right now i imagine but um <laughs> sounds cool yeah there's there's some pretty cool places in mobile i like it there so far and people are really nice and it's like very homey feeling so. yeah kentucky in general is just a, a wonderful state we gotta come visit i know there yeah. you go <laughs> day of work <laughs> so how do you when you write especially now that it's like long distance um how do you well short distance but how do you write? Do you just take an entire song, Tabitha, and introduce it to the band? Or do you, um, is, is it part writing as far as like everyone has their own, like you're going to sing the third, you're going to sing the fifth, or do you kind of change it up? Um, well, yes, I write the song um, and then bring it to the band. <laughs> I don't ever write the harmonies because these girls are just geniuses and <laughs> have very good ears. That's sort of like a qualification to be in Mona Lisa. <laughs> you have to 
be able to figure out. Yeah. Good at harmony. So, so we, during our first run through of an original song, which we haven't done in a while because we've been so focused on recording and moving, not sure what the direction was taken. Um, But yeah, well, I'll bring it to the girls and then we'll sing through it and then they'll just continue to make it better. You know, then we bring new ideas to it and um, yeah, it's, it's really easy. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy when you write the song. Yeah, it's easy when you do all the work. <laughs> well, see, I, I'm intrigued by that because for me, um, harmonies is homework. And so um, I've been doing them all on uh, this EP that I've been recording, but it's, it's a lot of homework and it's a lot of like really writing out the parts. I can't just naturally... Uh, I mean, I can find the intonation and the and the rhythm, but I can't naturally know where I need to bring my voice for the harmony parts. So I always am completely enthralled by people that can just naturally do that without a thought. Um, does some of that have to do with uh, your church upbringing, just always singing harmonies in church and stuff like that? Or was that yeah, something? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, also I was a choir kid, so... Okay. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> so I, yeah, I sang in choir, uh, like elementary school through college. Um, so that's where a lot of my basis for harmonies came from. Um, also, yeah, growing up in church, uh, singing on worship teams and stuff, they kind of just throw things at you and they're like, <laughs> here's this song, uh, you sing melody, you sing harmony. And then you have to figure it out. Um, so that was a lot of good practice growing up. I'm, I'm glad I had that, but I don't know. Yeah. For, for me, uh, growing up playing an instrument, I've been playing piano since I was six. So I think that really helps with ear training and harmonies. Yeah. Um, and then I was in a little girl group <laughs> with a couple oh, girls from That's my so church funny. and my sister, not like, not like a boy band, like it was literally <laughs> like we sang at church, but we were doing three part harmony stuff back when I was like probably 10 and 11. So I think just, I've always been singing harmony, singing with my sister. And then, um, yeah, this this band just kind of happened and harmonies are just my natural go-to at this point. Um, I wasn't as quick, but (laughs) what's that? I'm not as quick. Like I'm not as fast as them at learning harmonies. So I usually record the harmony and then I just take it home. And then I, you still have the basis learn. for it though. Yeah, I have yeah. the I had the basis for it. I have like I guess I have an ear for music because I did band, but like I'm not as good at picking out different harmonies like you were saying. That makes me feel better. Good. I'm glad <laughs> <laughs> And I will I will say though, with Izzy, like I've noticed, I'm sure we've all noticed, like you've just gotten better and better. And better. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Izzy's been in the band for a year now. And not that she was bad at the beginning, but I was bad. No, you weren't bad, bad, but I know you had to work a lot harder. Yeah. And now, now things like we learned a Will and Jenny's. I don't know if you know the Will and Jenny's. Yeah. Like we learned the parting glass in like half an hour. And that was a three part harmony song. And you didn't even know the words to that. So I don't, you couldn't have done that. I don't think when we started, yeah, you wouldn't have been confident. And so you've definitely grown. Also like the, the set list for Mona Lisa tribe, when I first started learning it, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> like This woman like, learned like 33 hours of music. There's and, like four oh, wow. different songs. Like two weeks or and something then, insane. <laughs> what's, what's actually crazy is, um, the fact that someone might have like the high harmony at the beginning of the song. Oh yeah. We... But then for some reason they learned it <laughs> so that that person switches to the lower. We switched for it all no up. reason. <laughs> so then you kind of have to In work around. Section. Was that the whims of Caroline? She just, <laughs> like, she just went wherever she wanted. <laughs> yeah. We make, we mix parts throughout the whole song. None of us, um, like we kind of have a go-to. My go-to would be low harmony. Mm-hmm. You're, I don't even know. You guys both switch back on middle and high, mm-hmm. but, um, but sometimes it's completely different. Sometimes I'll be melody. Caroline will be low as you'll be high. Like it'll just be 
whatever the song we we try it out usually especially for an original no that's it for all of them we'll kind of play yeah. around and be like who does this sound like whose voice sounds the best singing the low and singing the high and singing the middle um so it's all pretty spaced out evenly is uh there a theme to the ep is it songs that we should have released a while ago and finally <laughs> are <laughs> Songs we've been singing for three years. No, no. Some of them are new. Songs that we get. No, there's not a theme. We have the money to record them and release them. There's not a theme. Yeah. Yeah. I I was wondering because um, I didn't dive in as much on seconds lyrically, but Fly is about kind of like staying true to your roots, I'm guessing, is the vibe of that Mm -hmm. song. And then what else is a man supposed to do? Um, I haven't listened to quite as much yet, but I'm guessing that is um, sort of with the modern culture that we're in, I'm supposing, kind of dealing with that. Yeah, I think it's definitely topical. Um, Yeah. Uh, Especially after like Me Too movement stuff. But it's also just like topical uh, world things aside. I think it's just a lot of just our personal experience um and kind of more just like a call to action from like friends and and family and allies so it's kind of like if if sexism (coughs) is going to get if that's going to change it's got to change with men right you know like in the end like women we can you know raise our fists and shout and say like treat us better treat us better but at the end of the day the way that this is going to get better is for men to be like, okay, what can I do? And so that's sort of the message of that song. And I remember when Tabitha brought the song to the whole band, I remember we were in John's house, I think, right? That was, well, that was Maybe. the first time you played it for Ooh, the guys. Yeah. For the guys, yeah. So we had heard it, Caroline and I had heard it like a day or two before, and we were like, oh my goodness, this is an amazing song. <laughs> and then I remember John Wagner's <clears throat> reaction was like tabs <laughs> you need to re- like record the song and so and it's our it's our producer's favorite song too so it's it's been cool like having men be encouraging about this song because it's not a it's not a man bashing song at all right it's really yeah it's like, more like, about like, like lifting them up to like a standard mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, i haven't heard any Backlash. No, one, no one's been <laughs> upset yet. There's no drama. <laughs> no tea. I think they get it. Have you had, I mean, I'm asking this knowing the answer well and good, but have you had hardships being a female fronted group um, in the South? Has that affected, mm-hmm. you know, performing and getting gigs and stuff like that? Tab's pretty tenacious. She's she's our gig getter. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. If I don't you've think I've experienced a band, anything. Right? If anything, <clears throat> I think it helps because it's a rarity. Yeah. I mean, um, we've I've definitely experienced things at shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. so like people in the audience, uh drunk men in the audience, <laughs> things like that. Um, but I don't know if I've ever necessarily i think overall there's a general gotten something from like someone that was hiring us they like paying us less or anything like that i haven't seen that yeah but i think overall in general we're gonna be underestimated like we're all we're always underestimated and it's just kind of normal for us like that's just how we work (laughs) knowing knowing we're gonna be underestimated especially in like the business side of it and like, oh, do they actually know how to set up their music equipment? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, we have definitely experienced that. People like, yeah, like <laughs> I can think of <laughs> it says where someone came up to me and he wasn't even he wasn't even a sound guy. Like he was just like a guy that was there and he was just trying to tell me how to set up my equipment. And I was like, yeah, we get me. I literally do this. Mansplained, yeah. <laughs> so many times a week. Like, Yeah. So that that's definitely happened for sure. I think as a collective, it happens less than it's happened individually, just in yeah. like our personal lives. Um, you know, Tabitha wrote the song. So obviously like she, I mean, you're writing for like all women, mm-hmm. but like it came from your own 
experiences of feeling for women like mm-hmm. yeah. so yep yeah what how many more songs are on the ep and uh what are some of the subject matter on it i'm interested and excited to hear the next tunes yeah we have two more um one comes out next friday (laughs) yeah so so we've been releasing them every day is friday (laughs) um the one is called came and you win and it was based on a personal like relationship that i was in about it's just kind of a more angsty song it's sort of um subject matter not in like tone yeah not in tone it's yeah true it's very like, jaunty it's, kind of it's, <laughs> it, it's like the the chorus is so you came and you went oh you no you didn't last long um it's okay because okay. i'm having a grand old time and so it's sort of like you could take it like yeah like i'm totally fine or i'm saying i'm fine and i'm not it's like sarcastic <laughs> you know i'm having a grand old time it's fine that you came into my life and then just left as quickly as you came so it's the heartbreak um, song of the record right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so some people one. will tease and say like i can be like the taylor swift of <laughs> folk music <laughs> of west palm beach <laughs> yeah west palm <laughs> cuz a lot of my things are written from breakup stuff but then the um second song is a happy love song Do one of y'all want to talk about it or should i sometimes uh, well it, it's <laughs> it's one of my favorite songs yeah it. it's called work this out and so it's just about a story of two people in a relationship knowing that like it's hard but you kind of push through it and you work it out and you love each other Yay. Very cool. And so you said next Friday, which will technically, I think by the time this comes out, will um, have already passed, is that one song. When is the Work This Out, the last track coming out? Work This Out comes out. Two Fridays from the month. Friday. The 28th. <laughs> yep. So Cam and Ewan comes out the 14th and Work This Out the 28th. Great. So we'll be, this should probably land right between those two songs. So you just Yay. had one come yeah. out and one's about to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. <laughs> Spotify, Apple music, uh, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> Groove shark. Buy it on iTunes. <laughs> Is that, can you even buy stuff on iTunes? I don't even yes, know. Yes. You still can. Right. Yeah. One time, one time, like none of our music is really done <laughs> particularly well. I'll be honest <laughs> online, you know, like, but one time, Someone I think last it. summer, it must have gone on an iTunes playlist and people bought it because Lesson Learned got like 80 bucks in a week. Nice. That was a big deal for us. Yeah. 80 bucks for Woo! streaming <laughs> slash iTunes buying. I think it was all iTunes stuff. So iTunes is definitely the It's best. still there. Yep. I think that's how much I gross on each record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Through the whole <laughs> entire process of it. Oh, 80 bucks. Yeah. And then Spotify is what, like 0.0032? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Until you break like a certain mark and then they give you a little, they give you a raise. But Uh. yeah, I don't know if y'all heard about what the CEO said. Oh, we did. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was like, we could talk about this for a while because we already had a very uh, long and angry conversation. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. We definitely, we already talked about that. just the yeah. idea of you should create more art for us to exploit. Yep. Um, because you're not making enough money because we're already exploiting you is like the most tenacious statement that I think I've ever heard. From yeah. yeah, it was like the audacity. That's and fine. our cellist. Audacious, not tenacious. Point. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, he's just trying to like perpetuate. It's like the fast fashion of the music industry. Like, every like little tiny thing that we can use from you, we're going to take and give you nothing in return. (laughs) Not nothing, but like very, very like pennies, not, not a livable wage, Mm -hmm. um, but something so that it's not all for free. Right. Um, And it's, it's frustrating because like my last record, I spent $10,000 on and um, you know, I maybe spent, um, Five hundred to a thousand dollars on buying new equipment mm-hmm. to record this new EP, 
And it's like, I just have to think like, oh, cool. Now I have to release everything on my own and not be able to pay people that I would love to pay to have an even better product because I have to cut corners in order Mm -hmm. to uh, even start to gain traction because no one's really, unless they know who you are, no one's like, or you land on a, even when you land on a playlist, you're not really, um, people aren't looking at your name. I'm not like when I look at, you're not like always looking at every song unless like one song catches you. Yeah. Yeah. And then and it kind of goes on TikTok. Pretty TikTok's rare. It's not even a thing anymore. So <laughs> it's pretty rare. Thank God. I'm kind of happy about it. What? That. No, that's not okay. I, <laughs> TikTok. Anyway, sorry. You had a no, no. I, I've never had TikTok. I, I'm I'm too old for that. I don't. I it's don't not. Do it's not the. How old are you? I love TikTok. It's that. 36. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, that would be a little weird for you to be on TikTok again. Yeah. There's I'm, so I'm too old to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I just turned 28 and I feel weird using it. I tried, I tried to put our videos on. I think that, I think we got one video that had like a thousand views. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. then I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. But I think the like integrity of releasing an album is just gone because of Spotify. Like just like you said, the fast fashion and I'm anxious to see another platform come out maybe to where it's like music lovers like you love the collective instead of just the the trending song right yeah well today is august 7th and um i believe it's um bandcamp is doing uh where they give profit to all of the artists which is one of the coolest things they've Mm -hmm. ever done it's made me respect them so much more Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. and that's probably where I've gotten most of my money off of this EP so far oh, wow. is just releasing it on days when they aren't taking a cut and people being extra generous because they know that, you know? Yeah. But, um, I mean, if you give, if you just give everyone something for free, why would they pay for it? It, it exactly makes sense. But, um, how do we back out of something that's already become like a machine? It's, Especially as an independent artist. Yeah, like we're not, not really Taylor <laughs> That's the thing. It's like you're exploiting something that's not an option for me. Like I don't have the option to just release all my like I yeah, I'm not Taylor Swift. Like I can't just expect people to come buy my music. <clears throat> I have to put my stuff on Spotify or no one's ever gonna hear it. Um so yeah, it's when you come to the crossroads of like being exploited and it not being an option to not be is it's a really big problem that we're going to have to figure out. <laughs> but the, but as the a thing collective, is like, we're all going to have to figure out something. <laughs> we still listen to Spotify. Like, like my yeah, husband exactly. and I, we like, pay for the 15 a month, the yeah. premium. And it's One like, thing, it's like, it's not an option. Spotify, I it's know. Like, we're I not know. giving anyone any money. Yeah. We pay, what, what, like, what are we actually paying for? Are we just Spotify did come out with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not to like give any kudo to Spotify, but they came out with this thing where you can go to the artist page and you can like directly pay them. I don't know. Yeah. If yeah, that they all used actually cash goes app. to the artists or. Yeah. They used cash app too. If also you, goes to them. If you want to, you can contribute. Um, I haven't had anyone do that for me. It's I don't think m- most of it's been through like uh Bandcamp and, and, uh, if you stream, people will, you know, tip yeah. to your Venmo or your PayPal or Cash App. But I haven't had anyone on Spotify <clears throat> do that personally. But yeah, I'm sure there are people that are getting tips on there, and that's I've really heard good. that they're there. Mm. I've heard about. I think them. we just got to speak up about it more because I, I don't think that the general population understands how hard we've been hit, especially in the last like three to five years. Because CD mm-hmm. sales, when I started um, doing solo stuff in 2014 were much higher than they like I'm not gonna even buy CDs for this EP um I wish I hadn't bought so many for my last record and I probably won't buy very many going forward unfortunately yeah now that we're also in a place where we don't get to gig out in public that's where the bulk of the money was coming from was coming from merch sales Mm -hmm. right so like if you don't have people hearing you saying and then being like hey you have a t-shirt or something like that. Like we're, 
We're not making it as a, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're nobody's making any money because like now this is our only option, you know, like you said. But that is why we wanted to move to Nashville too, because I think in the end, like even if we went as hard as we wanted in West Palm, we were only going to get to a certain level because it's not Nashville and there's just not the opportunities and the people that, you know, could see you that they don't that that could take you somewhere they don't live in West Palm you know it would be very very slim chance that some you know someone who could give us a better opportunity to do more would be in West Palm whereas in Nashville you know of course like the competition is more um but there's just such a greater chance of us like actually running into someone from who has connections with someone at a record label and this and that and meeting someone who really enjoys our sound and wants to give us this opportunity here. And so I'm already realizing like, this is so the right move for us. And on top of that, what I love most about Nashville is like, I say like there's competition, but it's really the way I've felt it so far, only been here two months. It, <laughs> so I know nothing. During COVID. <laughs> During COVID, <laughs> so, so I, know I, I know nothing. But it really feels like it's musicians versus the labels, if anything. And it feels like we're all sort of like wanting everyone who we feel is talented and should succeed to succeed along with us, you know? like, uh, And I'm, I know that's like our mindset too. Like we want our friends that we believe in to make it just as much as we want to make it. And, it. and there just seems to be like a musical camaraderie in this town that I love. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I don't, felt that? I don't think that um, it's definitely different. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana originally. And it's, it's definitely different because in a smaller town, I feel like there are, there's a hierarchy of people who, um, have kind of climbed, I guess, the the music ladder and feel like they've been sitting on top for a while. And they're not as kind uh, in helping uh, in any way. Whereas yeah. here, um, I, you know, when you're doing like Americana folk type stuff, it, it, it is a niche no matter how you look at it. And there's just not a niche in smaller towns for that sort of, genre and then when you come to a place like this where everyone gets it even if they're not in it um it's just it's you feel more at home and you feel like understood and people can see what you're doing and appreciate it and lift you up and um they either have been there and want to help you get to the next level or are there and are supporting you in that same spot that you're in so it's just a bigger pool of support which is really nice Mm yeah for sure and um I, I really do wish you the best. I hope that um, we get out of this COVID thing and you guys can network and meet some really cool people and uh, go places because your music's awesome. And uh, thanks for taking time to uh, chat with me today. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah, this is very exciting for it's us. Fun. Wish you luck <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah maybe music. Sure. Thank you. Here's a live version of Mona Lisa Tribe's song, Work This Out. <laughs> Burning for you. Try.
That's it for this episode of Americana Station Podcast. My special thanks to Mona Lisa Tribe for, uh, especially for Izzy, for driving out from Kentucky to uh, be on the podcast. And uh, I wish them the best with their next couple of singles. Be sure you follow them on your favorite streaming platform and uh, go like them on their social media platforms. Um, if you haven't yet, go rate and review the Americana Station podcast on your favorite platform. We are on Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all of those fun things. You should know you're listening right now. Uh, tell a friend about it. Tell them uh, about this podcast and uh, let's, let's spread the news in the Americana and folk songwriting world. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate it. Uh, Continue being awesome. And uh, we'll see you next time with EG Vines.